Hello, hello, hello. I am your Amy Walter, hostess with the most, it's Michael Munoz. And welcome to In Yo Mouth. In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood to lick it right, lick it good, show you how to Oh, God, that's good. I want to know what you eat from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In Yo Mouth. Goosebumps. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I am your hostess with the most is Munoz. And how y'all doing? Yes. Wow, the weather is gorgeous in New York City. I don't know where you are, but y'all get here if you can because it is a stunning week finally. It feels good. It feels good. A little Tony Tony Tony. It feels good. The Your girl Munoz is dieting. The diet is dieting. Thank you to Weight Watchers, not a sponsor. I've also been living on Chicken Paw Yard. Can we talk about it? Do you know what Chicken Paw Yard is? Where you take a chicken breast and you pound it really thin and you season it and it's usually grilled and then topped with some like arugula and shaved Parmesan salad. I think that's the most traditional. But I have been giving you a tour around the world of chicken pie yard. Sometimes I do like Indian spices and sometimes I do Italian. The other day I did barbecue spices. Sometimes I do Latin spices. And then I'm always topping it with some some sort of like different salad. Let me tell you, it's delicious and nutritious and the diet is all working, honey. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, no, in all seriousness, if you're just joining me, you know, all body positivity all the time. I just need to get this, this dad bod in check because I have a wedding at the end of April and I don't want to feel like a big blob, um, you know, standing in, in these like wedding clothes that I'm being forced to wear. Well, not forced. I agreed to wear, but still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, other than that, the news is cra- the news is crazy, y'all. You know, the former Cheeto-in-Chief is in some hot water yet again. Let's see if this one sticks. You know, I don't like to talk about, like, actual, like, 
you know, politics and news, news, news on this podcast. But it's it's captivating. It sure as hell is captivating. And the most captivating part about it, and then I'll leave it alone, is that it's the lack of control. And we all know whether you support him. Hopefully you don't support him uh, listening to this podcast. But, like, ugh, that's on you. But... <laughs> But you, we all know how much this person loves to be in control. And in this situation, he has no control. And it's fascinating. It's just fascinating to watch. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be years of this. More and more. This man is never going away. But um, we're just going to leave that where it is. And I'm going to get to the getting on because I'm running my own investigation here. Where are the queer chefs? Actually, they're in my email and they're in my DMs. Some of them just, we just have scheduling issues. That's that's really what it is. And, you know, life happens, things happen. I don't, I don't hold it against anybody. It's just that, you know, like we line things up and we set up a schedule and then life happens and they have to cancel last minute. And... We got a pivot ball change because you know what? No one's getting paid. <laughs> Those ads on this podcast provide me pennies. Speaking of, I got um, where is that check? I got to check on that. Um, <laughs> so it's just me. It's going to be short and sweet today. A little, you know, a little bit of your girl Munoz because you know I do enjoy a solo podcast, but there's so much happening, right? I'm trying to be better about this social media again. I go through waves. We all know this. It's it's a struggle and a joy and a thorn all at the same all at the same time but we're trucking along and so with that in the grand tradition of in yo mouth on this april 5th i need to wish you happy national caramel day oh i love a caramel is it caramel or caramel mm, cuz I don't know. It's regional, I guess, right? I like a good caramel, a little chocolate-covered caramel, you know? Granted, high points. But, you know, I have been eating sweets on this diet, and I have been drinking, and not as much, obviously. But um, it's great. It's been, it's been really, really great. April 5th is also National Deep Dish Pizza Day. Shout out to you, Chicago, on this day. And it's also, interestingly enough... National Raisin and Spice Bar Day. Have y'all had um, Raisin and Spice Bars? Raisin and Spice Bars. I don't even know. I didn't even know that, that was a thing. Is that like a? Is that like a granola bar? I don't know. They look delicious, though. You know, raisins are very controversial. Like, they're nature's candy, but some people really hate them. And I don't understand why, because you know what you could do if you don't like a raisin? You could soak it in tequila. All right? If you don't drink, you could you could soak it in, I don't know, juice of some sort and, like, rehydrate them. And then they become extra delicious to, for you to throw in whatever you want to throw them in. Um, my... My brother's mother-in-law throws them in her empanadas. Oh, my God. Delicious. These Filipino empanadas. Yell, hello. (laughs) 
I am a Raisin fan. And listen, no matter what you celebrate today, whether it's caramels, caramels, uh, deep dish pizza. Oh, my God. Pizza. Yeah. Mm. I haven't had pizza in so long. And I live in the greatest city in the world for pizza. But it's just not something... It's always a treat for me, and I can't wait till my next slice. It's You know why? It's because it's a slippery slope. I just can't have one slice. I need, like, three or maybe, like, a pie. <laughs> and then the lactose and the lactose pills. And like I said, it's a slippery slope, and it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. If you come to New York, check out, like, Upside Pizza, Corner Slice. Um, oh, my God, so many good pizza joints in this city. Just so many good pizza joints. And now I'm craving a raisin and spice bar. So no matter what you celebrate today, whether it's caramel, deep dish pizza, or your lack of love for raisins, on this day, we celebrate you. And moving right along into this day in gay history, did you know that in 2005, Kansas voters approve an amendment to the state constitution banning same-sex marriages and civil unions. Oh. Well, <laughs> we're not too far off from the same place. And um, dare I say it's, it was prompted by Mr. Mann? Can we say that now? Is that, is, are those facts? I don't know if those, those are hard facts here. Someone fact-check me. Uh, I'll... I'm I'm okay being fact checked here. Um, I'm speaking freely, but they um, I could say that if it wasn't started by this man, it certainly was exacerbated for sure. You see, look, I'm talking about him, and they're coming to get me. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, this is being uh, being recorded um, while he's moving through the city, so I'm sure there is some nonsense happening in this city um, and all the protection for the city dwellers at that. But you know what? You know what's really inspiring, though, and we'll get off more politics, is that the students, the students and the parents in Tennessee have had enough, and they are showing up in droves to their town halls, to their city officials' places, and are saying... Uh, the time for silence has ended, and it's now the time for action. Action against all these guns and whatnot. And it's really inspiring to see that this younger generation is taking it, and it's sad at the same time, but taking it into their own hands and trying and trying to force change from their elected officials. So shout out to you all out there who are doing the... Um, the hard work on the ground. Ooh. It is a, it's a real crazy time we're living in, isn't it? It's a really, really crazy time. Hence why I picked um, Amy Walter as... That's her name, right? Amy Walter? Um, as, my, as my person this month, um, this week, at the beginning of the um, podcast. Because she runs a website called Cook Political. You see? You see what I did there? You see what I did there? There isn't much um, other food. I, I don't have like a big food agenda this week, you know? I'm eating. You know what? Eating eating in this way, I I definitely have enjoyed 
you know, just kind of shifting the way I eat, but I'm still mostly eating all the things. I'm still having sweets. I'm still having some booze. Like this past weekend, I did a bachelor party and, you know, the Weight Watchers went out the window for the day because it needed to, because I needed carbs to soak up all the bachelor booze. But, um, you know, I even went to go see my my friend Zach's show. Uh, if you're in New York, there's two more shows as well out at Pangea here in New York City. And um, even that night, like, went out ordered the salmon. Um, it was just fine. Could have used a little bit more seasoning, if you asked me. And, you know, but like learning to navigate, allowing yourself to have the things you love while also keeping yourself in check. And even before the diet, I will say this, even before the diet, I wasn't eating badly. I was just eating way too much. And that was the issue. So, you know, I would have this massive portion or like, you know, I'd be eating things like chicken and vegetables and whatnot. But then again, there was like a handful of cheese on it that would like set me over the edge and, or there would be a slice of bread here. And so it's just, it's really just navigating and honing in portion size, um, which is what I've discovered. And listen, I am not on a journey to abs whatsoever. I'm in a journey to feel good and look good um, for me in my clothing um, and whatever that means for me. But um, yeah, it's it's been a really, really interesting journey. Just allowing myself to have things I want because, yeah, uh, I, I still have an arsenal of those Trader Joe's. Uh, dark chocolate peanut butter cups in my freezer, which I'm obsessed with, which um, a friend of mine put me on to. You freeze them and then... But I was having like four or five of them a night because I have no self-control. Now, if I have extra room for them in this program, I'll have like two and then a cup of tea and it's just self-control. So I get to have my, my peanut butter cups and eat them too, just... I, I just don't need fistfuls of them is is why I kind of really um, I, I really that is is why I'm this diet really appeals to me because I'm just having you know I'm just allowing myself to have and I'm pretty strict during the week and I'm certainly working out a bunch more and um, really dedicated to some exercise. And you, we all know I turned 42 this year. And uh, for those of you that don't know, I used to I used to be a dancer. I used to dance. I used to do a ton of musical theater. I used to be at Broadway Dance Center all the time, in dance classes, stretching every day. And I am trying to get all that, like, mobility back. And so now every morning while when I wake up and I have my coffee, I turn on a 10-minute, like, YouTube or Peloton or whatever stretch program, and I stretch while the coffee is being made. And it feels great, and it gets my body moving. And, you know, it's all these small, attainable, attainable changes. And so, like, you know, on Saturday night, if I want to go out with the girls, I go out with the girls and be like, okay, fine, this is my one night off period.com, and I get to have my night off, and I usually eat well during the day, and then I have my night off, and I don't I don't pay attention to the diet, and then the rest, and then Sunday, I'm back at it. Like, for example, this past weekend, went out Friday night, right? So I had a great day, and then allowed myself some wine, yada, 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 Saturday bachelor party, the diet went out the window, 
Sunday was definitely hangover recoup day, so I did allow myself like a breakfast burrito and some other things. But Monday came, back on the diet, back in the gym. And it, and it's really, really been working. So I guess this is my food agenda, you know? And I can't wait because the weather's so nice that like I can't wait just to be out in the streets and just taking a jog, taking a jog along the river. If you see me along the river, say, hey, girl, hey. It's really, it's just so satisfying and all that vitamin D. And I just feel better is what it is. Do I miss, do I miss fatty foods, like large amounts of them? Absolutely. But um, do I miss my mother's cooking? Absolutely. Do I miss my brother's mother-in-law's cooking? I never, I never had that a lot to begin with. Absolutely. But like, I could have those things too if they were readily available to me. They're just not. Also, before I go out to the break, I will tell you that my bank account is a lot happier with me because <laughs> I'm eating out less, you know? And you think, oh yeah, I'm just going over here to eat out. Like this is healthy. Um, or so, or, you know, I ordered the salad here, but are you really accounting for all the cheese and all the extra oil and all the other things, you know, that could add calorie counts. And even though you're, you are eating a salad, you know, if you're on some sort of journey, are you accounting for those things, you know? And I, you know, I, I felt like I was, but not like as strict as I am. And so, yeah, that's where that's where I'm going to leave like my, you know, my my thoughts of the day, my thoughts of the day. So I think now is a good time for me to take a little break, get a little water, and then we're going to go to my favorite part and y'all's favorite part of the podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. All right, in your mouth, listeners. I hope you're ready for my favorite part and your favorite part of the podcast. A little something we like to call Food News Update. Food News. Oh, honey, you ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. Uber Eats is shutting down thousands of listings. The delivery service is hoping to declutter the app experience by targeting repeat menus. Now, here is my issue with Uber Eats. And maybe this changed at some point and I didn't realize because I don't use Uber Eats a lot. But I thought the whole point of Uber Eats was so that you could get food from restaurants anywhere. Like, even if they were far, right? Like, Uber is a taxi service that takes you from point A to point B within reason of how far it is. But, like, I know people who've gone pretty far in Ubers. So it was, like, the same thing with the food within reason. I remember, I think during the pandemic, like the height of the pandemic, I should say, my mom and I ordered 
like epic barbecue for my brother's birthday from like an hour away in Queens to his apartment. We ordered a metric ton of it to make it worth it. And like that's what Uber Eats is for. And recently, like I, and when I say recently, maybe like December when I was doing something, Uber Eats wouldn't even come from the West Village to the Upper West Side. In the like in like the late afternoon. So when did that change? And now they're like getting rid of well, I understand what they're getting rid of. Um restaurants here. So apparently Uber Eats is delisting restaurants from the app to thin out low quality listings. Um, this will ensure that the listings left conform to its new set of standards for virtual restaurants, otherwise known as ghost kitchens. So uh, The Verge, even though this is via food and wine, but The Verge reported uh, many ghost kitchens do not have a physical location for hungry patrons to pick up their orders in person. Uber Eats does not plan to punish these ghost kitchens and even encourages them for entrepreneurial growth by not including them in the app. Well, we'll see. However, problems arise when these ghost kitchens run out of larger restaurants or chains and produce the same exact menus. You know who's doing that? It, there was like this wings company. I forget what they called Fuegos or I forget what they were called. They were the Cheetos wings, but they were running out of like a Chili's or a Fry. I think it was Fridays or something. Um, and so these ghost kitchens end up producing the same exact menus, thus leading to repetitive listings, something social media users have become wise to and annoyed by um, in recent months. I don't know a lot of people who use Uber Eats. Do y'all use Uber Eats out there? That and Caviar and Postmates. Like, who is you? who are using these things? You know? I mean, granted, Seamless slash Grubhub here, especially in Midtown where I live, I can't order anything for less than $35 to $40. Nothing. Like, two slices of pizza, $40. Instantly. After all the fees and whatnot. I don't know. Um, I don't know about this. But apparently, to date, the Wall Street Journal reports it has removed some... 5,000 ghost kitchen listings from the app. However, this marks just a fraction of those that exist on the app. According to a Wall Street Journal, there are currently more than 40,000 ghost kitchens in the app, including one deli in New York City that had the same menu listed under 14 different names. You know what? That breakfast burrito I was talking about that I ate on, on Sunday morning because I needed it, uh, hangover food. I de- it. I looked it up. Right. I forget what the name was. Um, it's definitely running out of uh, a deli slash bodega here in Hell's Kitchen. But I don't care. That burrito was delicious, and it had bacon and chorizo and eggs and tater tots and cheese wrapped in a flour tortilla with avocado, and they gave me a side of salsa, and it was delicious. I'm worth the $40. I don't know if it was worth the $40. But, you know, the convenience of, like, being hungover and not having to go out and get things, things I think think that's what, um, that's what I was paying for. Um, first world problems. Yikes. Um, I don't know if I'm here for this. I'm here for ghost kitchens with good food. Um, but I don't know if I'm here for 
restaurants duping people and whatnot. Let me know what you think. Pop-Tarts is launching a brand new flavor with grandma chic sweaters. The limited edition swag celebrates a cozy new Pop-Tarts flavor, frosted banana bread. Now, let me tell you something. I, being a child of the 80s, did not grow up with Pop-Tarts in the house because we had a Puerto Rican household, so there were no Pop-Tarts. There was sugary cereal here and there, but no Pop-Tarts ever to be found. I only had them if I went over to a friend's house, and that was even rare because we weren't allowed to eat over anybody's house. And, yeah, it just wasn't a thing. Especially Maybe in college is when I was eating, like, the s'mores Pop-Tart and the strawberries Pop-Tart, but rarely even then. Even though, you know what? There's a special place in my heart for a Pop-Tart. Oh, you see what I did there? I'm a poet and didn't even know it. Frosted banana bread in Pop-Tart form, I bet you, is delicious. Oh, you know what we had? Liza Minnelli lies. We had Pillsbury Toaster Strudels, right? Because they were so much better than a Pop-Tart. But they were really different. Oh, my God. Now I want a Pillsbury Toaster Strudel. Do you remember Toaster Strudels? Anyway... This one I found was really silly, um, and this promotion is over. To announce the, their banana bread, they did some sort of collab with some fashion designer uh, for this crocheted uh, grandma sweater, and it's all Pop-Tarts kind of sewn together in a, in a sweater form. It's kind of cute. It's kind of giving spring vibes. Um, I definitely wear it as I... You know, have my tea at night if someone wants to make me one. Um, yeah, and what what else is there to say about Pop-Tarts banana bread? Pop-Tarts, if you want to send me some, I'd eat them. I wonder how much they are on the Weight Watchers scale. Let me see this. Hold on. Now I'm doing some live some live reporting right here from my from my phone. Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Coffee made Pop-Tarts. Nope. Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts. Pop-Tarts, Toasted Pastry, eight points for one pastry. I only get 23 points a day, honey. No, that's not that's not a breakfast treat for me. That's high points. But if you love a Pop-Tart, all the more power to you. I will wait till I am, it's a Saturday or something, and I am diet-free to, to try one of these things. That's what you need to do, Pop-Tarts. Send them to me on a Friday so I can eat it on a Saturday when I'm off the diet. Um, but... I mean, what's not to like? Um, also, if you want some real banana bread, I always support this woman-owned business called Allie's Banana Bread. Uh, if you don't want to make it, she does these drops. It's freaking delicious. She has all these flavors. Shout out to you, friend of the pod, Allie. And yeah, um, they were giving away. Or you could buy these Pop-Tart sweater sweaters up until yesterday, actually. And um, they were the handcrafted. But if you really want a Pop-Tart sweater of your own and you know how to crochet, uh, they since the thing is over, they release the pattern. So you could do it yourself. And if my niece can, can teach herself how to crochet these designer sweaters, so can you. <laughs> and last but not least, 
When science gives you mammoth meat, make meatballs. Oh, food and wine. What are we going to do with you? Shout out to food and wine uh, for keeping me up to date on all my food news, even though they're still not a sponsor. So this extinct protein was revived to show the potential of lab-grown meat. That is, that is insane folks. That is insane. So in late 2021, a biotech startup called Colossal announced its ambitious plan to try to resurrect the massive mammals. And just this week, an Australian cultivated meat company debuted an oversized mammoth meatball at a museum in the Netherlands. So... George Papo, the founder of Vow, said it was that said that it was no small undertaking to try to create an Ice Age era appetizer. He went on to explain that the process started by identifying the gene sequence involved in a mammoth's myoglobin, which is a protein found in muscle cells. When it comes to meat, myoglobin is responsible for the aroma, the color, and the taste. James Ryall, Vow's chief scientific officer, told Reuters, Wow, this is very Jurassic Park. So to fill in the number of gaps in the genetic code, they swapped in the gene sequences from the African elephant. That mammoth gene was then implanted in stem cells from sheep, and the meatball was grown from there. What? (laughs) Wait, are we eating elephant meat now? I didn't know. I guess people eat all sorts of things around the world, but... I think the elephants are going extinct, and shouldn't we not be eating them? That's not a thing, right? Um, That's crazy. Would you all eat genetically manufactured meat? I guess we do eat genetically manufactured meat, depending on what we're buying. But, like, to this extent, this is, like, this is crazy. And then what are the after effects of that? You know? Oh, my God. So there's a meatball, and apparently before you ask, no, nobody knows how it tastes. We haven't seen this protein for thousands of years, some professors said, so we have no idea how our immune system would react when we eat it. Hmm. But the meatball has been baked, and while it was being hand-finished with a blowtorch, the smell was described as being close to cooked crocodile meat. It's super fascinating to think that adding the protein from an animal that went extinct 4,000 years ago gave it a totally unique and new aroma, something we haven't smelled as a population for a very long time. Huh. That's weird, y'all. That's weird. Also, to think of, like, new smells. When's the last time you smelled something new as as an adult? Like, I can't think of the last new thing I've smelled. What's the last new thing you've tasted? Weird. I don't know if I'm here for this. I don't know if I'm here for this. But hopefully, there is some scientific something or other that will help help these scientists find cures for things? Can can curing... I am no scientist. I only like to play one on this podcast. But, like, can cures for things come out of this? I don't know. 
I'm here for science. Science is real. I don't know if I'm here for eating mammoth meat. But then again, I've eaten, I've eaten everything put in front of me, and I do mean everything. And with that, I think it's a great way to end food news update. Yes. <laughs> Well, folks, it's been um, it's been a great day. I haven't done one of these solo things since I guess January. Did I skip it in January? You know, I'm trying not to stress out. I'm just trying not to stress out about all the social media things, all the food things that I've missed or should be doing. I'm just trucking along and singing my own tune, and it's really like lessened the anxiety in my life and focusing on, you know, food things that I love and experiencing things and you know what I mean? You know what I mean, Vern? Um, my life is full and I am blessed and highly favored and I hope that you all are feeling the same out there. And other than that, I am just going to wish you good health, happy eating, good drinking, go enjoy the weather, whatever the weather may be out there because, you know, Without the rain, we couldn't have the flowers, you know? And so we have to walk through the way the rain to smell the flowers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm on I'm on some sort of soapbox today. And with that, I think I should just leave you all and say thank you for listening to In Yo Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 